In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. So, hey guys, we're going to be doing something a little different for about the next uh, two months. Uh, for the next couple months, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you commonly ask us through our social media outlets. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post, and I want to talk to you about their Bourbon Barrel Aged Collection. This is a collection of roasted coffee beans that are literally put in 15-year-old Kentucky bourbon barrels and rolled in the barrels. No sugar is added, no artificial flavor is added like a lot of your flavored coffees. This comes out straight from the barrels. I'm not a flavored coffee guy, but I love the taste of this bourbon barrel coffee and the different flavors that manifest whenever I drink it. And so you might want to check it out, guys. I love this company. They've got phenomenal coffee, and I encourage you to go check it out. If you go over there to junipermountaintradingpost.com, and when you're going through checkout, if you enter the word arena, they will give you 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of today's number one podcast on Spotify, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show. As you know, in 2023, our goal is to gather 365 hero stories in 365 days. A hero story is a testimony of transformation or a decisive act to grow. It's not uh, about you telling us how great we are. It's not about any of that. It's about you telling us your story and how God is using you to impact those who love you. And when we use your story, if you hit us up at info at we'll send you some swag just to say thanks. This hero story is a long one. It comes from Josh, and he's in Ohio. And I want to read this to you. This is longer than normal, but it really impacted me when I read it. He said, because, because Josh is hardcore, and he responds to things the way we want our men to respond. He said, my buddy introduced me to your podcast in December of 2021 while we were out in Florida doing some island hopping on our kayaks. I've been listening ever since. I'm currently not married, just dating a wonderful girlfriend that loves the Lord with all her heart. Your podcast has encouraged me to pursue the Lord above all things and to pri prioritize purity in my relationship with her. I love to learn from the men and women you have on the podcast and prepare for the role as a husband 
in, and a father, God willing. My girlfriend knows that I listen to your podcast and she likes to guess if something I did was, <laughs> she likes to guess that if something I did was an idea taken from your podcast. For example, a few weeks ago, I wrote on the mirror with a dry erase marker how beautiful she is. And after blushing, she said, did you get that from Men in the Arena? I like that podcast. You should listen to more of it. I stole that podcast about fathers connecting with their daughters and thought that would apply to my relationship with her. And, and Josh, you learned that, yes, it does. It doesn't matter how old the woman is. They all want to be told they're beautiful. Josh continues, I thought you might like to hear this one too. Our relationship has been somewhat long distance since December of last year, so we get to spend weekends together. However, I won't sleep under the same roof as her out of respect for her parents and to honor her. Now listen to this, guys. This is important, you single dudes. She, Josh continues, so I've been tent camping outside whenever we are together. The coldest night I faced got down to 10 degrees Fahrenheit in January. I thank God for a good sleeping bag and background of working outside in the cold. Your podcast encourages me to keep radically pursuing purity no matter what the cost. Anyway, thanks for all you do. I've been really blessed by your ministry and the content you provide. How cool is that, guys? That is hardcore when you're so willing to guard your future bride that you sleep out in a tent in 10 degree weather to protect her honor and to protect your purity. Yeah, the question is about uh, the question is from a police officer who also served in the Coast Guard who's got a real strong propensity to protect others and they're experiencing burnout. And he wants to know what to do. And I, I would just say this because I see this all the time. First of all, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing. We love our Leos. Uh, we love our military. We offer our curriculum for free for those those first responders. I'm including firefighters as well. And uh, but but when you're giving your life away, I I think that ministry guys also experience something similar. I was a sheriff's chaplain for about three years, and I noticed that the sheriff's deputies had very similar temperaments as pastors. They were able to disconnect and reconnect, disconnect and reconnect. In other words, in a crisis, they can disconnect emotionally so they can connect with the crisis situation, whether it be a counseling situation or uh, 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 some kind of traffic accident, whatever it was. The problem was I realized that these deputies were very bland. In other words, they didn't have a lot of life outside of their job. They A way to fill their tank after they were after they turn the spigot or the switch back on. And so I would say this, and this is what I really believe, you need to have a regular way to fill your tank, whether it's motorcycle riding or golfing or hunting or fishing or uh, pickleball is really popular right now. You need to have a way to fill your tank because your job is not who you are. Your job is what you do. It is your vocation. You may be a police officer as a vocation, but over here, you are a Sunday school teacher. So uh, we, don't, we don't know, but your job is not who you are. It is not your identity. Your identity is in Jesus. So we always have to go back to Jesus. And as I heard your question, Psalm 23 hit me. My cup overflows. We are to give our lives to others with an overflowing cup. And I've been reading a lot in my own personal life, and we're going to talk about this in several different situations here in the future. Sabbath is so important. You have to take a day off. I hear you. I'm telling you you're wrong. You can do it. So stop that. Yes, yes, you can. 
Yes, you can. You can take 24 hours off. You're a policeman. You work for the government. Come on. You know you can. Yes, you can. I'm just going to keep saying yes until you agree. Take full 24 hours off to fill your cup and take another 24 hours off to keep your house in order. So you got your yard work and all the stuff that has to do go with that if you're a homeowner. And you have to fill your cup by doing the things that bring you joy, by doing them with the people that bring you joy, by worshiping God, by contemplating, meditating on the good things that God brings. There's so much to Sabbath. You have to practice regular Sabbath. Am I being religious? Yes, I am being religious about Sabbath. Because Jesus said that God created Sabbath for man. Man is not created for the Sabbath. And there's a reason why God modeled that in Genesis. You need to find an area, a place in your life, a space where you can fill your tank. And that's what I would say to all of you out there who are givers. I'm a giver. I've been given in ministry for 35 years, and I have found sometimes when I'm stressed out, my wife will go, you know what? You need to go kill something. Get out of the house and go shoot something. Because she realizes that is a way that fills my tank. Uh, I had a barbecue this weekend. I invited some friends over for a barbecue I because that fills my tank to sit there over an open fire and to cook things I've harvested and to share them with my friends. It just fills my tank. So what are the things that fill your tank? You, If, if you're giving more than you're getting, you're screwed. That's what I have to say on that topic. So this post is from a wife who's been married uh, for many, many years. And she's for the last 18 years, it's been a partnership and not a marriage. And she wanted me to give her wisdom on her marriage. So uh, 18 years and you're in a, your marriage is more like a partnership. So in a, essentially a marriage is a partnership. It is a contract, a legal tr contract that you sign that makes you a legal partner. I hate the word partnership. I think the homosexual community is using that phrase uh, to equate uh, uh, God, what God sees as a marriage with an actual marriage that God recognizes. So I reject the word partnership. I think that is a horrible word. Your husband is your husband. Uh, your wife is your wife. They are unique from anyone else in all of creation. And to call them a business partner or a partner, it lessens that to me. Although a marriage is a partnership. But it is more than a legal contract. It is a covenant. A covenant is where you let it all hang out. I mean, it's a total release. It's complete vulnerability, complete openness, complete trust. So biblical marriage for Christians in a Christian marriage, it is, a, it is contractual and it is covenantal. So yes, it is legal, but it is, it, is a, it is a covenant between you and God and each other that says, I am all in. So I want to start with those two things, and then I'll say this. All relationships, anything in life, has a propensity to unwind. Uh, and I think the second law of thermodynamics speaks about that. Uh, every relationship, if it's not nurtured, will decline. Our physical bodies, if they're not nurtured, will decline. Uh, everything that we engage in in life, our cars, if they're not nurtured, they will decline. Everything in life has a propensity to degrade, to disintegrate especially marriages. And I cannot tell you how many marriages I have seen that have fallen apart after 30 years. So the kids leave the house and the marriage falls apart. 
So experts will tell us, and I agree, that the marriages that are the strongest, that have the most satisfaction, are the ones that are the most that have the most similarity. So they're spiritually similar, they're politically similar, they're uh, health similar, they're similar in their values. The most that they're, they're, they have similarities that they 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 lock onto. And when marriages tend to disintegrate to where it's just you sleeping in the same bed but not having regular sex with your spouse, these types of things, it tells me that you have allowed your relationship over the years to deviate from its oneness and from from being together as a couple. And so I would say to this woman who's written to me, man, you need to find ways to integrate with your husband. So what hobby, maybe he's a golfer and you hate golf, or maybe he's a pickleball guy and you hate pickleball. I would say, and I'm saying this to the woman because a woman wrote into me, start enjoying the hobby that your husband's enjoying and get involved in it. I know for me, I, we just got back from Hawaii. It's our 31st anniversary. When my wife first told, told me I was going to Hawaii, I had a tantrum because it was during football season and deer season. But I went to Hawaii. I had a great time. We have gone to Hawaii oh, two dozen times at least since then because I've fallen in love with what Shanna loves. And so I would, and I, I would tell men, love what your wife's lo- love, what your wife loves. But because a woman wrote in, I would say to the woman, love what your husband loves. So find a way for you to connect with him. You know, men don't have best friends. They want a best friend. And when men get married, they think that's going to be their wife. So I would say to begin to integrate your hobbies with his, fall in love with the things that he loves, even if you don't love him at first. That's the first thing I would do. The second I would, thing I would do is if you're like most women, you tend to default to uh, telling him all of his flaws and faults, and that destroys a man. It's like push, punching him in the gonads. So I would say begin to build him up, brag about him, brag about him publicly, let your friends hear about it. And then you say you sleep in the same bed, but you have no lovemaking or whatever. I would say... You know, that's half half of that blame is on you. I mean, you know, jump on that guy. I mean, you know, you have you can women. I don't think women realize the power that sex has over a man. When a woman realizes and leverages that power, it can destroy a man or it can make a marriage better than it's ever been. I I saw a uh, TV show and a woman decided she was going to make love to her husband 365 days in the coming year, which to me, that's like, whoa, but I mean, it changed everything. So I would, I would give you that wisdom as a woman. I would say, Hey, make love to that man. I would say, find a hobby that he enjoys. And I would say, immerse yourself with him in that hobby. I would say, and then start bragging on him. Why don't you flip the script on him and talk about how he's a stud and, and find the things you really like and, 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 uh, and frame him differently is the thing I want. Put him in a different frame. You have framed your husband to me as a man who will not make love to you. And I would say you need to reframe that man that you've made a covenant with. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. At the Men in the Arena podcast, we try to answer any questions that you have. So please keep sending them in. And if this podcast has helped you on your journey to becoming the best version of you, please like, subscribe, and share this link with one of your bros. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man.
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.